scared me. <laughs> the fuck was that? What? What happened? Did, did, did you just get sucked into the fucking TV like the poltergeist? So I'm coming day and night. I mean, what it's happened? terrific. Got right? sucked off by the TV. <laughs> There's no video. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! What happened? Nothing. Oh, you're in the cave. I'm not in any case. What the, fuck, what the fuck is going on? That's what I'm fucking saying right now. I am confused. Shit. That, that's my brain in this moment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Dude, I guess you get to be all cool and echoey and I'm just going to be this fucking bland ass straight man. You got me now. I got some new buttons. I'm just I see that. You're fucking, you're ready to Mommy go. Mommy milkers. That's, that, not, a new that's not a new button. That's a classic. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> what the heck? There, there's some more. Here, hold on. Coming. What's up, baby? Oh, Take one. me out to dinner. Crazy. That's gonna be you taking me out to dinner later. You got me erected. Oh, that's an my old dick one. Violence got my dick hard. <laughs> yeah. You got off. Of me. I didn't get off. I didn't come, but it got my dick hard. I wonder what our most iconic button to our 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 audience is. Oh, that's a good like who, what what buttons do you people like? I'm so <laughs> curious. Uh, leave leave in the comments down below. What yeah. is your uh, top button? Top button. Top button. And you just have to I guess write it out or do your best impression of it and upload yeah. the audio file. I wish that was possible. Oh, that would be cool. I'd play the fuck out of those if we somehow got any of you limited assholes to actually uh, submit something to us. Yeah, we'd we'd use it. We'd on use the show. The, we'd use the fuck out of it. Fucking jeans. I really want a pair of Janko jeans. Oliver uh, Tree said that that was basically his secret to success was Vine and Janko jeans. So I, with this TikTok era, now all I need is the jeans. No, know? it's too late. No. You missed your opportunity. I'll just like uh, put on the Jankos and uh, rap about uh, being a nerdy poor boy. And it'll, 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 there's an audience for that. Please yeah. clap. Exactly. That'll be my audience. I'll be like, great job. Because I'm, I'm aiming for like a lower, you know, a younger demographic. Yeah. I love memes. I love them. Are there All rappers right? for Thanks. toddlers? Sex! There have to be like kids. Like not children rappers, but rappers for children, right? Do you, do you remember Mini Daddy? No. What is Mini? Like Mini Me from Austin Powers? There was Mini a, Daddy. There was a rapper named Mini Daddy. You don't, you don't remember I really Mini have Daddy? no idea. No, I really don't remember Mini Daddy. Of course not. Neither my, does your computer. Yeah. My Wi-Fi is out. My Wi-Fi said, nope, not doing that one. Not today. If somebody gets sick, they, they blame the potato salad. I'm going to look at Mini Daddy on my phone just so I can see. Yeah, I wonder if it'll even come up. Oh, I do remember Mini Daddy. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I should have looked it up on my computer. Here it is, yeah. Dude, I literally... I, I The short-lived... Is- Fame of pint-sized rap stars. NPR did an article about him. Pint-sized rap. So he was a small. He was, he was a child. He was a child. Okay. Yes. Well, that was just a confusing title for that article then. Pint-sized rap star. Why? They're not going to call. Him, <laughs> they're not going to call short people pint-sized. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you just say young or like child. No, rap, you, know? Like, why say, you could say pint-sized as referring to a. Why child? refer to his size <laughs> and not his age? Because he's a baby. Hold on. I want you to see this kid. That's uh, that's small daddy. <laughs> small daddy. 
<laughs> Small papa. <laughs> what the fuck? This is a real kid. <gasps> okay. What's with this picture? This kid's fucking terrified, dude. Of the success of Mini Daddy. Yeah. Oh, this is Mini Daddy all grown up. <laughs> can I, should I look at Mini Daddy yeah, today? Let's see if we can, yeah, see what he looks like now. Because this is pretty old. This is from 13 years ago, so. Oh, look, there he is. Oh, he just looks like a normal ass guy. Yeah. He likes the Dodgers. <laughs> what a fucking loser. The shit you get. <laughs> Gotta love Google. I'm still like enamored by this small picture. daddy. Everybody go look up small daddy. Can we look him up yeah, specifically? Let's yeah. Look up small daddy. I was like, now I feel like we're not getting we need to look into that small daddy content. Yeah. Is he also a musician? Yeah, I guess he's a little a little guy, yeah, a little rapper. But this I think this is a full grown person. Now you think that's an actual man? Yes, I think this is a man that is a small person. Alright, well, I don't know if he's a rapper. It looks more like he just makes really weird videos. Yeah, he probably he's just probably a content creator. Yeah, he's just doing like bottle flip challenges and shit. I'm sorry, God, that's no, I'm be- not. I'm no, not, you didn't believe me. I'm not disbelieving <laughs> you. I believe you 150,000 percent. Like, how many bottle flip challenge videos does one man actually need? Because apparently, it's at least seven. Yeah. He's got a video where he steals goats. That's pretty cool. Okay, too. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely the bigger, bigger legacy going to Small Daddy. Oh, you think Small Daddy over Mini Daddy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm loving Mini Daddy right now. But How many is, views this like does a, this have? This is a one-hit wonder. How many views? Do you want to take a shot in the dark just for fun? No. 634,000. That's it? That's it. Whoa, no. Maybe this isn't the re- original, but it seems like it's the original. That I'm watching. I think it is. I think it just does. I thought... Well, there's another one that has 2.5 million. Oh, okay. So there is two, but okay. this is the one from 13 years ago, and the one with 2.5 million is from 11 years ago, so not the original. Oh, so it got, it got re-uploaded it, it got re-uploaded to more fame. To a better fame, yeah. I wonder if that's actually him. Interesting. Is Mini Daddy on Spotify? Can we get Mini Daddy on the phone? Yeah. And Min- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my uh, resource getting mini daddy. You look into small daddy and then we're just going to get them both on and see. Yeah, uh, we're going to have them communicate with you. Yeah. Like who is actually smaller out of the two of you? Yeah, pipsqueaks. So mini daddy, it looks like is on Spotify, but actually doesn't have any of his songs. That's a bummer. Upload. He's just, he just has a profile. Yeah. Well, thank God for YouTube and we'll always have that mini daddy out there to. Yeah. To Give it up for Mini Daddy, everybody. Please clap. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami.
Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Kenny. My name is Kenny. You fucking liar. What? What are you, a mimic? Say your real name. Um, Kenny. Kenneth. Ah, is that your is that your character you're creating today? Yes, I'm a new guy. Alright. Well, then I'm, I'm uh, Dorn Thunderfoot for the rest of this episode. I'm, I'm just a, a normal guy named Kenny that I, I'm I love theater. There you go. So you're a bard, kind of. No. Yeah. I'm just a human uh I'm a loser. I'm a I'm an actor. I have no skills. I love the theater. The theater. So you're a Shakespearean. Yes. I'm I I'm starring in Othello next week. Dude, crazy, right? <laughs> you the lead? I'm the lead. I'm Othello. Uh, <laughs> that shit's gonna get canceled. Uh welcome back to the show. We already did that. Yes, welcome back. Did you fart? What was it? Yeah, I'm farting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of broccoli yesterday. I got, I got the toots all up in me. No, that wasn't real. Please clap. I really have been pretty gassy the last few days. <laughs> this is your butthole telling your cheeks to clap. Please clap. <laughs> Whenever you fart. That's what my farts actually sound big, like. Sure. Like, you don't actually hear the air. You just hear the, you know, in the, the aftermath. <laughs> this is you twerking out a fart. Making those cheeks clap. Uh, hey, welcome back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kenny. My name is Kenny. Um, this week we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. From 2023. This is the sequel to the 2000 movie Dungeons and Dragons starring <laughs> uh, Jeremy Irons, I think. That's not real, is it? Yeah. It's not, it's not a direct sequel, right? It's a sequel to that movie. I yes. guess it must be, right? They're both yeah, Dungeons Marlon and Dragons Wayans. films. Marlon Wayans is in it. Jeremy Irons, um, almost the only Marlon Wayans plays the iconic character Snails. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Snails. Was this before Scary Movie? The year two thousand. What? No, Scary Movie came it had out to be prior. like nineteen ninety nine, right? Yeah. When did Scary Movie come out? Here we are back on the 2000s. If you listen to our episode last week, we just... <laughs> or even the movie. The, week, a couple weeks oh, before look, that. Scary Movie came out in the year 2000. <laughs> oh, so the, the Waynes were just hot. Oh, yeah. I coming mean, they had the, their so own... Coming into the new millennia. Yeah. They had their own show, the Wayne Brothers. It was Marlon and... Uh, Bruce. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Waylon. Is that why they wanted Waylon to be Wayans. Robin so bad? They're like, we're Waynes. <laughs> Look, there's an actor in the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons named Bruce Payne, and then their older brother uh, would go on to play a character named Major Payne. Oh yeah, <laughs> what was what's that brother's name? Major Payne. It's uh, Damon, of course. Damon Wayne. Forget from the year 1995. Major Wayne or Major Payne, Major Wayans. Um, <laughs> have you seen this movie? Yeah, I've seen that movie too many times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, we had the VHS, and I would watch oh, really? it all the time. And my parents, my mom, like loves that movie. They, oh, wow. they, they thought Major Payne was hilarious. You know, yeah. like the character himself. Yes, they love the story, the true story of the uh, little <laughs> the little train that could, with <laughs> the little engine that could. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard that story? Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Oh, I didn't know Orlando Brown was in that movie. Yeah, he's like a little kid. He's, he's a tiny kid. And now he's in prison. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's currently in prison, but yeah, he, he must have 
<laughs> he must have did some time. He's a, he's in an emotional prison, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Which is not being allowed to be on that so Raven anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> say Raven, let me on. Like, <laughs> like sorry, Orlando, we can't do it. Uh, have you seen this movie before, Dungeons and Dragons? No, the original. Uh, no, I have not. No. To be honest, have you? No, I have never seen this movie. Do you think it's good? No. Yeah, what's the rating? 3.6, so it's pretty up there. <laughs> it's better than the movie we did last week. And from the same year, so, I mean, yeah. yet another one. So I'm sure these all took made an appearance in, what is it, the Razzies? Like oh, the, the right. terrible movies of yeah. that year? Where instead of doing the Oscar-worthies, we're doing the, the, the Razzle-worthies. Razz- yeah, the Razzie-worthies. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But, um, I didn't know this movie existed. Can I tell you that? I didn't know this movie existed until you pulled it up just now. And it's got a lot of faces in it that makes me be like, well, I should have, I guess. Yeah, look, like, what the fuck is happening here? Uh, We're kind of watching the trailer, but without sound. And there's a big Oh, we should have done that on our last episode. We're dummies. Oh, yeah, we should have watched the trailer. That would have been a good idea. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, this week we're actually talking about the 2023 Dungeons and Dragons. It's been a little while since we did a newer movie, huh? Like a movie oh, like from the true. same year that, yeah, we, we've been kind of stuck on like an 80s and 90s kind of binge. when did this movie come out? I think technically this year. I, I know this year, but like, when? why are you yelling at me? <laughs> uh, I don't know, like March. That's my guess. Uh, yeah, let's look at the Wikipedia page. Uh, release Yeah, March. Date. You're right. Yeah, I know my movies, dude. Did you this see year. this at South by Southwest? Oh yeah, you know it. Yeah. I was just—it was actually the only movie I went to see. Yeah. Forget all the the artsy fartsy films. I was there for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. You yeah. know me. I'm a big old D and D head. Yeah. Um, it's funny when I was watching this movie. There's a part where you see like two other parties, like like they go into an arena, and two other parties come up, like on the elevators also, uh-huh. and one of the parties is literally the Dungeons and Dragons crew from the animated series, which I thought was kind of cool. There's a party there that's like uh It's like a it's like it's a, it's this crew. It's literally that same crew. And that's I was like badass. Whoa, weird. <laughs> <laughs> cool reference though. Yeah. Um I've not seen this movie before. I had seen it once before. Oh, okay. Uh, I just kind of watched it casually because I had heard a lot of good things about it. I heard that it was, you know, actually a particularly like entertaining film, you know, yeah. for coming out of this year. So I gave it the time, and it, I mean, I I agree with that. I think yeah. this movie's got a lot going on that definitely it has, you know, is fun to watch. Yeah. You know? Um. Very I mean, kind of like you know, kind of straightforward story. Nothing, you know, too surprising in that but it, i think it all just works together and a lot of the acting chemistry is kind of fun in it you know yeah so i definitely sure. enjoyed a lot of the elements it had to offer even though i lied earlier i don't i don't know anything about dnd i mean of, of, oh wait, the, wait you lied i said i was big into dnd oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just thought you were messing around i ain't messing around but the audience doesn't know that for all oh. they know i'm a freaking nerd uh freaking uh dungeon mastering every weekend you know that's which is true, not true. You've and never, you're not a you've nerd. never played dungeons and dragons i haven't I've never even played Baldur's Gate, the or the video game iteration of it, or World of Warcraft. I mean, there's a lot of kind of things yeah. that are very Dungeons and Dragonsy, I guess these days, huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they name drop Baldur's Gate a couple of times, mm-hmm. which is originally from the manual, the original manual of D and D, part of the mythos of Dungeons and Dragons. I played it for. About two months. Mm-hmm. About it was like every weekend ish for about two months, and 
uh, half of the people that were playing with me were not Invested. that into it. Yeah. And so it kind they of. They were there for the beer. <laughs> yeah, it kind of collapsed. And, uh, but yeah, it was fun while it lasted. I've always wanted to be a DM. What was your, do you remember your character's like information? Not I'm just curious. Even kind of. Not even a little bit? Not even, I, I'm, I, I mean, I know what I was. I was a paladin for sure. Uh-huh. Human? I don't even know. No. I think I was like half Dragonborn or some shit. I don't know. Uh, but I was, I was like super like lawful good. I was like a cop basically. I was like a half dragon cop to a fault, you know. Yeah, you're like nope. You're being chased by a dragon, but there's a stop sign in the road. You're like nope. We gotta yeah. stop. <laughs> but also, I played it with um, a couple of friends who I wasn't super close to at the time. Uh-huh. So it was kind of hard for me to like get into role playing with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they were hardly role playing. We were kind of just playing it mechanically. Yeah. Which is just rolling the dice, seeing what happens, calculating the stuff. And Without then, all the wonder. Yeah. And, and it just didn't play through the way I would, I would like it to play. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted to DM and I just, I never have because that sounds like it would take a lot of effort and time. True to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think that's a big part of it is like, I, I, or why I've never really given it the time is I feel like I've never had the right group of people that I feel yeah. like I could have a good time doing something like that. Cause I'm sure that it, it has to matter so much, oh, like yeah, the absolutely. people you're playing with and, you know, on the level of fun, I mean, and, and the dungeon master and how like strict to their rules are they're yeah. going to be or how fun they're going to even allow everyone to have, you know? Yeah. I've always wanted to DM and obviously play to the rules, but I would always want to encourage like. Dude, if you want to be creative, I will reward you. Yeah. You know, because I think that that's more interesting than just rolling the dice and seeing what number comes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but this movie was written by uh, John Francis Daly, directed by John Francis Daly, along with uh, Jonathan Goldstein. Uh, John Francis Daly is an actor. He's in Waiting. I know you remember the movie. Oh, Waiting. that's right. And we had kind of talked about that. Yeah, that he uh, directed this film. Uh, he's also in, uh, what's that fucking show called? Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay. Which I've never watched. Yeah. He's like the main character in Freaks and Geeks. Okay. okay. Well, the main, like, cause there's two main characters and he's the little brother. They have like their own storylines separate from each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's, he's, you know, he's been around forever. And then Jonathan Goldstein, I'm not super familiar with, but I know that they typically write together for a lot say, of yeah. stuff. Looks like they both wrote on Spider-Man Homecoming. So yeah. they're just bros. Yeah. Seems like. For sure. I guess they directed the Vacation Revival with Ed Helms. Did you ever see that movie? I have no idea. No. It just You've like, never seen this movie? Uh-uh. It's actually pretty good. I really? like this movie. Yeah. Is it the, is it just RV with Robin Williams? Well, it's it's a sequel to the Vacation movies. Like Lampoons? Yeah. Oh. And Chevy Chase plays uh, Ed Helms' dad. Wow. Like, Ed Helms is playing Rusty from the original, which I think in every one of those vacation movies, Rusty's played by a different, a different person, actor yeah. every time, so it doesn't really Maybe that's matter. a running joke in and yeah. of itself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Rusty never looks the fucking same. Yeah, but I, he, I actually like this one. Is he the one that wins all the cars in the Vegas one? That's the only one I've ever I seen. I don't remember. <laughs> I've only ever seen the Vegas one, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Good movie, though. Yeah, good movie. Vacation is a pretty good movie, too. <laughs> but uh, Honor Among Thieves, yes. pretty good movie. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty cool cast of people. We got Chris Pine mm-hmm. and uh, Michelle Rodriguez kind of being our primary leads. Let's say yeah. kind of give it up for both of them, uh, where he's like our witty lead and she's like our action lead, mm-hmm. you know? Because pretty much every big action scene in this movie, she's like the 
Right. And the that's kind of point. the focal point of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I'm, uh, we have, uh, fucking Justice Smith, Sophie Lillis, and Hugh Grant. And yeah. then I get, and I guess kind of the daughter, uh, Chloe Coleman, all kind of also oh, right, yeah. filling up the group, you know, the team. Um, but Hugh Grant be bad guy. Yeah. Hugh Grant plays a character named Forge and he's, I don't know, just a dickhead. Yeah. He's just, he's <laughs> greedy, you know, I guess the to a fault yeah. is what we kind of understand. He's, he's like the wizard from the Wizard of Oz, but yeah. just kind of like a dickhead, you know? I guess he's also kind of a dickhead, but... Um, I, it feels like the movie was obviously trying to do a thing where it was four party members. Mm-hmm. And it was Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, and Sophie Lillis. Mm-hmm. And it did feel like everyone else that they kind of interacted with was just... NPCs? Well, not... <laughs> yeah, sure. But, like, had to play a part. Yeah. Like, they had to be that role and there there was no growth beyond that it was just i am already completely realized yeah you know what i mean as to where the four other characters are kind of like having to do the sways of emotions and stuff like that so it's kind of like D&D. <laughs> yeah it's exactly which is exactly what you want whenever you're playing D D is like mm-hmm. for the dungeon master to know what the character is and not like betray the role playing. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But yeah. Because if everything's just changing constantly, then like where's the structure of the yeah. whole game, you know? Exactly. This movie's two hours and 14 minutes. It feels like it at times. It's, yeah. it, it feels <laughs> like it's maybe three hours long. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Pretty cool. Movie. Pretty cool movie. <laughs> We don't know what to say about fucking Dungeons and Dragons, huh? I guess it doesn't help that, you know, I don't know that much about the world. Because that's, a, I mean, I know, even just seeing the movie, I can mm-hmm. tell that's a big part of it. Is they're like, here's this, you know, there, there's... A, oh, it's a, like name drops. Yeah, there's like a thousand Easter eggs, I'm sure, yeah. throughout this two-hour runtime where it's like, and now here's this thing that will make every D&D person jump out of their seat. You know, and yeah. now here's this thing, you know, we get the gelatinous blob or whatever, you yeah. know, when they get to the ending kind of uh, maze whole part. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's like an iconic thing from the you know from D D yeah. weirdly in and of itself i guess just it's, it's kind of it's, it's just meme worthy mm-hmm. is like kind of the idea of of why some of this stuff is in here but um i mean john francis daly his character plays D in the fucking freaks and geeks oh so show so i think i think he's he must be a must like be a, a real fan. fan of of this i'm sure it was a big honor for him to get to take on this movie and be yeah. its director then yeah, and they, did sure. they help write it? Yeah, so they obviously yeah, they definitely wrote, wrote it. it too. Uh, and that makes sense. It feel, you're right. I mean, it feels right. It feels like something genuine. That, yeah, genuine. That's a yeah. good call. And I, I have to believe that D&D fans probably enjoyed this film, or at least maybe they're divided on it. But I have to believe there's a big group of them that felt like it re- had the correct amount of representation while still kind of standing on its own merit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, every every member is obviously an established kind of role mm-hmm. within D and D you have like a, what is the shapeshifter? What oh, is she's term? a, a druid. Oh, okay. A yeah. Druid. yeah. 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 So she's like a druid character. And then obviously Justin Smith is a wizard, mm-hmm. but then we have a bard and then I guess a barbarian. If uh, we're yeah. going by Diablo rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they play their roles and it, and it, it's cool because there's not like the experience kind of matches the ages kind of of these characters a little bit except for the the druid she's like 
kind of OP. Yeah, she is kind of like the most OP person. But I mean, I guess it makes sense that if it's, that power almost comes naturally to her and it's not yeah. something that has to be attained, then, you know, she's had all of her life to practice, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Simon has some shit to learn, I guess, still. <laughs> he's, he's like a fledgling Confidence. wizard that's not supremely good at what he does. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of the movie hinges on whether he's going to be able to pull off what he's, you know, set up to do or not. Yeah. And for, I mean, it, I don't know, the movie just kind of like, obviously he's going to do it. How yeah. To do his thing, you know? They don't ever truly give us a B plan that would make sense to be a fallback on if he doesn't succeed, you know? Yeah. There's uh these things in the movie called Red Wizards. Oh, that... yeah, which I have to believe is also like the, yeah. the Red Wizards of Thay, I think is where they're from, yeah. Yeah, and they, I think they they bring down these like red slow lightning bolts that like turn people into bald Zombies, people. yeah. Yeah, they, they just... <laughs> they just turn you bald. Yeah, they give you bald you just disease. Just come running out of a cloud as Alex Jones. You're like, yeah. the frogs are gay! Yeah. And uh, they're... Um, I guess th- for all the souls that they collect or whatever, they become more powerful. And they do a flashback of it where they're showing them consume like this gathering crowd. I, For fuck if I know why they're all gathering to these red wizards. But then there's also, it's all like a, there's additional red wizards at the exit perimeter yeah. preventing the people from leaving before the cloud can consume them. But obviously the red wizards on the altar on the stage weren't in, into the plan in cohorts with the, the main guy who's like stabbing the main red. There was just this big piece of this that I was like, the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then suddenly we have to focus on this female red wizard that wasn't like maybe she was one of the ones blocking. Yeah. She was like one of his followers, I guess. They yeah. Would have been... But then she didn't ever have any backup to try and do her whole plan. And that was kind of confusing for me. I didn't understand why why one was different than the other. She's doing missionary work. You know, she's <laughs> off in a distant land doing this. Where but she's can... doing it on a much bigger <laughs> scale That's without like... any protection, any like precise, like making sure that this is going to be pulled yeah. off. In he, the had, way. he had a team. Why yeah. the fuck does she have to go do this even harder yeah. all on her lonesome? Yeah, yeah I, we didn't learn at all enough about him to understand why... They made it seem like he's dead, and it, this is basically like her resurging his power through okay. this, but that also, exactly, it's not totally flushed out, because they still talk about Faye as if it's still run by the Red Wizards and stuff, right. you know, because we get uh, Zenek, who's like one of the few that, oh, es- right. I guess, escaped that whole situation, yeah, he, so the, 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 yeah. he got the dope-ass head tattoos, but uh, gets to keep his hair, you yeah. know, so it's a balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got a cool uh, forehead tattoo. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That that part was confusing. Confusing, I guess, but it I just I I rolled with it. But you rolled a 20 and kept going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game rolled an 8 on me about how, or the movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, the, Chris Pine has a daughter named Kira and he is a bard and he's funny. He's obsessed with he's a kleptomaniac, I guess. I don't know. Like, at one point, he admits that he stole from the Red Wizards and they mark their treasure. And that's how they were ever able to well, find him and his wife. It's because the the group that he was part of chose to basically never get paid for their services. So I guess he was oh. doing everything for free. And then he decided that, like, 
he deserved more oh. for the work he was doing than what it was. So he ch- stole like one piece of gold, you know. Mm. And then the rest of the movie, I feel like his main motivations exactly is just trying to bring his dead wife back through this tablet, which is I was convinced wasn't going to be the thing they right. kept telling us that it was. And then it's literally that by the end of the movie. So I was yeah. genuinely surprised it actually had that power. You know? Yeah, the it's the tablet of resurrections or, or reawakening. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Which, once again, I'm sure is from I've played that game. D&D. Tablet Reawakening? Tablet, colon, Reawakening. And you just play as, as like an Alka-Seltzer tablet. <laughs> you have to, when you when the people reawaken, you have to drop, you have to, like, it's like a, a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine of you rolling down this shit, and then you have to get into the glass of water. Before and, they drink it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tablet. It's a tough-ass game. <laughs> Came out last year. It's visually beautiful, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking hard as Number shit. one indie game of the year. It's a Souls like game. It's a Souls like game? Yeah. You're like battling Tums on your way to the, <laughs> the glass. Uh, but yeah, so uh, his wife dies from some of the Thanians or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the Red Wizards, they get your people and then they turn you into their minions. And so they all look the same, they're all bald and pale. And so if you see them in out in the wild, you're like, okay, that's a bad guy. Yeah. But this crew didn't know that whenever they brought on Sophina. Yeah. Well, it's because she's wearing black. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can't be racist. Can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. She's not wearing red. She can't possibly be a red wizard. We can't presume. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would. uh, And then Forge. Yeah. Like, so. The crew, it feels like it, it at the very beginning before shit hits the fan. Yeah. It's Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, and Hugh Grant with Sophina on board. They're doing a job for mm-hmm. Sophina, and then Kira even works with them at times. Kira she gets has invisibility a, necklace. Yeah, she has a pendant that makes her invisible. And forges Hugh Grant. I don't know if we said that enough, but um, because we're gonna keep bouncing between names here. Yeah. Um, but it. It felt like that was like a old crew. Like, hey, that was when we used to play D&D, you know? And we did a job for Sophina, and it went bad. And then years pass, and they're like, okay, let's get the crew back together. And Hugh Grant doesn't want to come back. And so instead, the DM is just like, all right, I'm going to play Hugh Grant's character. We're going to have to resurrect or recruit a new party member, being Doric, Sophia Linus, or Lillis. And... Who's actually useful for something. Yeah. yeah. And so they rewrite Hugh Grant to be bad guy. And I was sure at some point it was going to be like, oh, no, he's under Sophina's control. But no, really, he's just a bad guy. Yeah, he's just greed, greed buddy. And yeah. it goes back to what I was saying where it's like, no, it, there's no learning to be had for this character. There's no pathos for this character. He is just what he is. Yeah. He has to role play that part. And that was kind of a surprise for me. The most confusing arc for his character was the whole thing with Kira where he yeah, felt right. the need to like turn her against yeah. her dad and you know and and be it se- it, that seems like a DM's uh justification for okay, no, I need this plot to work. Okay, he likes the adoration that Kira gives him. He wants to be daddy. Yeah. Yeah. He likes that this little person this little this this little girl for no weird reasons to, looks <laughs> up to me and i enjoy it he and he i guess it's feeding into the idea that he's like an egomaniac yeah yeah that makes sense cuz you'd think she would believe her father and michelle rodriguez mm-hmm. over hugh grant 
Right. It's only been a few years. You know it's what I mean? Only, it's been two years. And she's instantly like, no, everything he's saying has to be true. And you two as a group are liars. You right. know, it's like, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. I like that Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez are like longtime best friends. Yeah. Like after his wife's passing in his depression slump, he met Holga, Michelle Rodriguez, and they just became friends. Became a support system for their own yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I like that idea. Just fucking, like, you know, non uh what is it? Platonic, yeah. Platonic, yeah. just, or actually platonic. Yeah, they are platonic, yeah. yeah. Completely platonic, just friends that live together that are like mother and father figures for Akira. Yeah. I thought that was neat. I agree. Yeah. It was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I like Michelle Rodriguez's Holga. I mean, I, yeah. really, I really enjoyed her. I think character. I think she's probably my favorite character. I agree too. Yeah, like, um, Holga rules. She's she's a complete badass. Which is a, basically how the movie starts. It's just yeah. her being a badass because we get the whole part where they get mm-hmm. a new cellmate and she just whoops his, you know, breaks yeah. his legs and kicks his ass and it's like, well, there you go. Yeah. I, the beginnings of this movie is pretty fun. You know yeah. I mean? Where the whole escape scene where he's trying to tell his story and they're waiting for the bird man to come in. You yeah. Know? And you think it's for something positive and it's just so they can fucking toss his ass out the window yeah, that you think that jonathan this bird man <laughs> is gonna be like like a secret in like they yeah. must have paid him off at some point that's gonna be like actually i think they should they should uh be you know uh yeah. let free or whatever but instead it's just that he has wings <laughs> and that they can fall out of a window and he should be able to fly you know <laughs> they force him out of the window with him <laughs> and it leads to a funny come back at the end of the film you yeah. know what i mean where fucking hugh grant tries to do the same thing and yeah. they're like jonathan and then yeah. it's just uh he got you can't do that twice i'd fucking hate my life if i was that guy I'd be like i'm not on this council anymore i don't understand <laughs> why i'm on this council this shit's gonna keep happening <laughs> yeah uh i really like this movie uh i think it's really great i, I i'm actually sad i didn't see it in theaters because yeah, it's just one too. of those that like it would have i asked know, ashley several times like can we go see this in the theater it would definitely been improved on by the, a larger screen, you know, a little mm. getting to see a little bit louder, you know, because everything's uh, better louder. But uh, beyond all of that, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. It's it's just an MCU movie. Yeah. It is just is the same shit is the same jokes. Same structure, got to get the thing to do the thing to go to the place. While we're giggling about it the whole way. Yeah, yeah. the exposition dump and the flashbacks are funny. It's all, it's all, it, like, and it makes sense because these guys, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein wrote an MCU movie. Yeah. They wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. And so it it's fair that this is the result. Yeah. I think they, I think. They wrote a draft of the Flash movie, too. Yeah, look at that. No, they they literally they, they helped had, write the Flash. They had a pass on the Flash, for sure. The, fas- the fascist man alive. Um, <laughs> Can't pass the Flash. He's too fast. <laughs> he's way too fast. Um, what a fashionista. Um, but uh, that movie. <laughs> from, that movie's fucking. From what Paul Damien's told us, that movie's a mess. Oh, I watched it since then. Oh, you watched it? Dude, It's it's the best mess. Oh really? Oh man! It's is like, it it's, similar to this? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Much silly. Closer to Battlefield Earth that we talked about last week. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two movies fresh on your mind to compare it to. <laughs> if I was gonna say closer to one or the other, it's definitely closer to that. Um, 
but still not as bad as people try to make it out to be. You oh, know? okay, yeah. Like it still had its its charms and its moments, you know. Yeah. Once I found out what the whole deal with refer- Reverse Flash was, I was like, "Oh, that sounds horrible." Yeah. That sounds like a truly demented, horrible piece of shit movie. Uh, it's pretty it's, good. It's Groundhog's Day, but everyone dies over and over and over and over again. Exactly. That sounds fucking terrible. And it's Batman who's dying, so it's not even a fun death, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't want to see weird. Bruce Wayne die a bunch of times. Yeah. But getting back to Dungeons and Dragons, like this idea of a movie where it can be funny mm-hmm. and every character can quip, every character can make a joke. This would not exist if it were not for Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy and Thor. True. Like this this movie is like imagine if the MCU only had enough money to produce one movie a year it would look like this movie every year. It would look like this movie. That's a good call, actually. Because, like, like the, the all of their costumes, all of the set design. It's all, yeah. It, well, it's at the very least 20% better than the MCU. Yeah. And at the very most, a lot of the time, superior to the MCU in a lot of ways. But then the CGI is uh, almost identical. Like, if... Uh, if Shang-Chi and Black Widow didn't come out in the same year, Shang-Chi would have looked... I mean, it looked just like this movie pretty much. Except for that dang airplane. Oh, that's Eternals. That's Eternals, yeah. <laughs> Those came out basically the same year, didn't they? Yeah, Eternals was next year. Oh, okay. Or it might have been the same year as Shang-Chi. I could have swore Shang-Chi and Black Widow were one year. You're probably right. But I wouldn't be knows? surprised if they spit out all three of those movies in one year because I, they were really just right. trying to exhaust us at one point, yeah, you know? <laughs> you're probably right. But like... uh. Like, but I get what you're saying. Like yeah. this movie basically had it's like a Marvel movie plus like a twenty percent budget bump yeah. up, you know, and so right. they and the t- time and attention to it versus right. them having all of their, you know, being right. split between all these projects. Yeah, so it has like a little bit better quality than our the latest Marvel films we've been getting. Yeah, because like if this was as big as the MCU and it had like the expected like three or four movies a year, there. Uh, Zenik Zenk would have yeah. been in here for a fraction of a time and would have already been in a different movie as the main character. Or he would be in another yeah, we, movie they, we, coming it's soon. It's planned, yeah. Exactly. Like and so but because of that, he is kind of one of the focal characters in this movie, yeah. even though he's not a part of the party. And like he's with them for so long at a certain point that you almost anticipate that he's gonna help them out of the dun like the maze dungeon at Show the very at end the of, end, of yeah. the movie. Or at least fight the red wizard at the end or some shit. But yeah. Uh I think that's why this movie is received really well. Yeah. Is because it it kind of tricked some people into watching an MCU movie, an MCU style movie. But had more attention to detail, had more patience with the characters, and the cameos are actually fulfilled. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not literally just walking into one scene and being like, "Hello, I yeah. am this person." Now you're going to watch two hours of me in 2025. Yeah, you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're going to hear Blade's voice at the end of this movie. <laughs> just his voice. We don't know what he looks like yet. And only anybody does, right? <laughs> That movie's probably just was on the backest of burners. Now. Well, I mean, with the writer strike and That's everything, what I'm all of this shit is going to come out when we're yeah. 40. This is probably the last movie we're getting this year, <laughs> yeah. so I hope we enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, do, I mean, Dune officially got pushed back. Yeah, until they, March. They're all gonna get pushed back. That's crazy to think about how much. Which is fine. We need a buffer. I I agree, but at the same time, it's gonna be detrimental to like the theater industry and things to not yeah. have these films. They got insurance to pay, <laughs> <laughs> to pay for their fucking woes. Um, but yeah, I like this movie a mm-hmm. lot, and I think it's because the MCU tricked me into liking this style of movie because. Let's think about the MCU for a second. I think the proto MCU, not including Spider-Man, not including the X-Men movies, because those are really dour. Those movies are truly dour. I think the proto to Iron Man is Transformers 1, where it gets serious. You have goofy characters. There's goofy parts all at the beginning. I think that movie is truly more of the archetype of the MCU going forward. That's a good call. Because you even have like your confused evil, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of the actor's name, but the one that is from like Big Lebowski and stuff. Oh, right. He's yeah. like the, the yeah. military Turturro. leader, but he's still kind of, yeah, there you go. Uh, John Turturro, right? Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he's like still quippy and stuff, uh-huh. even being a bad side, but then you have your ultimate evil, which would be like Megatron. fucking Megatron who yeah. doesn't quip at all, you know? Right. And then he's like, he's our fucking, uh, he's our Ronan the Accuser yeah. who has no personality, is just evil. It's just evil. His yeah. personality is bad. He yeah. <laughs> is mean. Like, you don't get a reason why he just wants it, you know? And the all spark is the power cube or, yeah. or the power stone. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I think Transformers is more responsible for the MCU than Sam Raimi's Spider Man. God damn it, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's an incredibly good call. And even like the how it's stylized and mm. even like the score that goes into it where it's kind of like a the design. Yeah, the design of it, but like the fact that the music's all plucked yeah. from like a specific time period, oh, which yeah. would definitely go on to be a theme in the MCU movies yeah. where it's like, okay, it's this one's all eighties. Yeah. All right, this one's all ACDC, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um because uh what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the design like the fucking Leviathan whales mm-hmm. in avengers one they look like decepticon things like the chitari they are their armor ultron looks like a decepticon <laughs> like it, it 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 i forget that like transformers was huge the first two movies Dude, they got Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> they did gangbusters yeah no they got Lincoln park to the point where like Avengers mm-hmm. 1 felt like they had to have their own Linkin Park song too and so they got Soundgarden mm-hmm. to do a song that everyone has forgotten. It's cuz everyone's forgotten Soundgarden. <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fucking Avengers, what is the song called? Is it Soundgarden? Oh, I put soundtrack. God yeah. damn it. Soundgarden. Yeah. Live to rise. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know this can we yeah. play a second of it here? I'll play yeah. it on here. Yeah, play it on there. Make sure you're turned down a little bit. No, I'm turning it up. Uh, what's the singer's name? Chris um, Chris Cornell. Yeah, he just he passed away like a year or two after. Live to rise. Park, All right, let's check this out. I've obviously I've watched this before. Shows <laughs> <laughs> on <laughs> YouTube that you played it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you why. Okay, but yeah, listen. I to do this. remember this song now. That this I'm is hearing. the most nothing song in the galaxy. 
story. Yeah. This is Spider-Man's fault. Yes. Because they got yes. fucking Nickelback. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, have you seen that Batman Begins trailer that has uh, <laughs> has a Nickelback song in the really? in the trailer? Let's see it. Yeah, just put Nickelback. <laughs> Batman Begins Nickelback TV spot. 4K. Yeah. yeah. We got. It. Let's hear it. I never stopped thinking about you, and when I heard you were back, I started to hope. Watch it. Things will never be the same again. That is the most aged, like atonal nonsense. <laughs> a Batman a Batman Begins trailer with Nickelback playing on it. It's just all action scenes. <laughs> it's that you can tell Warner Brothers was terrified. They were like, "Oh no, this movie is not a Batman movie." How do we make sure to get the comic book people to come here? Let's make it feel like Spider-Man. Yeah, they're like, Please. why the fuck did we hire the Memento guy to do this? <laughs> Al Pacino, he, he, vouched, he vouched for him. <laughs> like, what the fuck were we thinking? God damn it. And then it succeeded, and they're like, no, we did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> they never played a Nickelback song for the sequels. <laughs> like we understand what Nolan was trying to do now. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I wish we had that Batman Begins. Honestly, <laughs> it's just him standing with an American flag at the end, just like looking over this sepia toned sea- city, just like <laughs> Sam Raimi's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sam Raimi's Batman would have just been like Tim Burton's Batman again. <laughs> you think so? I think so. I want to see the universe where it's especially, Sam Raimi's Batman. Especially with Danny Elfman as a composer for Dude. both Spider-Man and Tim Burton's Batman. Like, Sam Raimi would have just leaned into his dark man, his evil dead version of Batman. That's and true. it would have been Tim Burton all over again. That's a bummer, actually. Exactly. Yeah. He would have made a dark. I'm glad that he made a light Spider-Man film. Yeah. Even though those movies are dark at times, yeah. especially the second and third ones. But um, they still have like a positive score, you know? Yeah. A light at the center. Uh, these guys, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. I'm going to keep talking about yeah, because they're the, they're the real uh, reason to talk about this movie. They need to keep directing big budgets like this. Mm-hmm. They, you think so? I I believe 100 percent so. I think that they know the formula and like, how to actually do it in a way that is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like I love this movie. It felt very long for me. And maybe it's because I just watched Battlefield Earth right beforehand. <laughs> That's a long two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> or four and a half hours. Yeah. 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 Together, the two, the double feature of Battlefield Earth and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Is that the order you watched it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I thought, okay, I need to watch the dumb one first so I can pay attention. And then the easy, fun one, I'll just be able to just like casually yeah. just like. Through absorb. osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think that they know how to structure a movie, especially a movie where you have to introduce four characters to give a shit about. Yeah. Like, I think Doric is maybe the weakest link in the in the four core of these characters because all you know is that she's part of this out outsider group outside of the kingdom. Yeah. And then they get reabsorbed when they save the king and he reawakens or whatever. But like, 
that I like. She's the most atonal of our main characters. Yeah. She really has. She's one note, which is yeah. basically, I just want to help my people, you know, yeah. and I don't want to date you, Simon. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have completely forgotten Simon completely. Uh, which is always a great joke. Yeah, when, when someone character... just can't remember someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she, she's she is one note, but she's also also a thousand things. Yeah. She's a trickster because she can be multiple animals. She can be, you know, the brute. She can be crafty because she can also be other animals. Like she, it seems like. The the most of a blank canvas yeah. that you can just throw any color on whenever you need the character to do the thing more of a plot device and yeah. less of a character because yeah. when she's the owl bear at the end of the movie fighting the red queen she yeah. literally does the hulk smash where you know they're like okay that's enough and then smash some more you know what i mean like it it's it's you know it's funny it's funny <laughs> it's a good joke she smashed her the second time and all the kids went <laughs> <laughs> All the kids in the theater, yeah. <laughs> Please clap. Uh, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I liked Simon. Yeah. It was. It was kind of goofy that that he didn't realize that the old man in the helmet was himself himself already. Like what's his? He thinks it's his ancient relative. I think yeah. what is the goofiest part is that when he defies him and punches him, he turns back and is just Justice Smith and old man makeup. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we get it. No. You don't have to fucking spoon feed it to us. <laughs> I kind of liked it. <laughs> I mean, I relate. I not related the most necessarily to his, his story arc, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's the one I could get the most attached to. No, in that yeah, way, I that think it's, it's basically good. just all about building confidence. You yeah, know what I mean, I think it's good, but I just thought that yeah, part was goofy, too on the nose. Yeah, yeah it was very <laughs> on the nose. Um, yeah, and then going back to the resurrection tablet, I didn't anticipate that that was actually a real thing i thought it was a red herring the entire film just to get him out of the way you know and that it would like turn his wife into like a monster zombie or something you know if he actually chose to use it yeah or you had to like cost a life to get the life you know i thought it would be something that wouldn't be able to get used in the end and that would be the sacrifice you know yeah because out of all these characters in this movie it makes the most sense that hugh grant wouldn't return and if you had to pick another it would be chris pine yeah you know because is chris pine really going to do another franchise like star trek that in the long run didn't Succeed. wasn't fruitful for him, you know. And as much as I'm sure this movie did fine in theaters, I can't imagine it would continue to make. You don't think they're going to work film. on a sequel? Maybe. I mean, it sets itself up to where they definitely could, but that's a good call. Like, would you really believe Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez would sign on for another one? If anything, it would be like Simon and Doric going. I on. would hope so. Yeah. Let's look up the Honor Among Thieves Wikipedia page. Let's see. I mean, plenty of actors make plenty of movies that blow me away where I'm like, what are they even doing? Like, why did why did they do this? You know, they doubled okay. their budget. But once again, this being a like a superior carbon copy to the MCU, not making at all that kind of divot, d- dent. Yeah, this was a budget of 150. Actually, they didn't double it. They yeah, only no, got 208. Only, only about up about 58 million. Yeah. Which is which is so ridiculous to talk about these numbers. Like, oh man, they didn't make shit. You know, uh, once but, again, <laughs> you give me fifty eight million dollars, no one on this planet will ever see me again because I'm going to buy a spaceship. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. At this time, there are no known plans for a sequel to the latest Dungeons and Dragons movie. There's known plans for any movies moving forward true. right now. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But I'm sure this article was yeah written in July, went before a lot of the shit was really hitting the fan. Yeah. 
My birthday, July. He just had his finger on the pulse, dude. You just knew. <laughs> uh, would you want to see a sequel to this movie? I wouldn't be mad to see a sequel to this film, but I I would be very shocked to see this full cast reprising the roles, or even a big chunk of this cast reprising the roles. You know, I wouldn't want to see a sequel to this movie unless it was this cast. Yeah, that that I can agree to. But I see it literally being like, if it does happen, I see it being a fraction of this cast, and if anything, those only maybe even playing cameos and us getting a whole new main crew you know yeah like dork could just show up to help for like she could be you know uh zenic in the next film oh, you know where she just kind of shows up to help you know yeah or or justice smith you know he could show up as like the leader of a new town or something now that he's like a more established wizard you know personally if they make a sequel to this movie i hope it has absolutely nothing to do with the red wizards yeah not that i hate them or anything it's just it's just let's let's not do like a dark side like group cult type of thing like and keep beating that horse you know yeah like dungeons and dragons is awesome because it's so varied you can go out and do fucking anything anywhere and yeah, they for can do vecna it, you know like. yeah, yeah true but like for it to be the same antagonist again sounds like shit can you imagine they're like all right in the next movie it's a group fighting vecna and an army of demogorgon and they just shit all over stranger things <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like pure competition. <laughs> like, well, we're doing the real ones. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I liked this movie a lot. Um, it was a lot of fun. I regret not seeing it in the theater. I think it, honestly, it had to, you know, even bringing that up, I have to believe Stranger Things probably definitely helped this movie oh, in theaters. You know, it's probably the reason, a big part of the reason it even got greenlit to get made because they're like, oh, D&D's hot right now. That 80s nerd shit on yeah. Netflix blew it up, you know? Yeah, I... But I kind of, kind of, they maybe struck the iron when it was ice fucking cold. Cold. Because, <laughs> like, Dungeons & Dragons popped off when the first season of Stranger Things came out, like, seven, eight years ago. Probably took them that long to make this movie. <laughs> I hope not. But, yeah, it probably took them that long logistically yeah. to make this movie. From I like, don't think it took John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein that long. No, but the, from the moment it was a sticky note idea right. all the way to fruition, yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to also think about it. It's Hasbro making this movie. Holy shit. Oh, this oh, is no. Barbie. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's Mattel. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Same uh, thing. There's a parallel here that we didn't fucking click to. What's that? Hasbro owns Transformers. Transformers is the epitus for this style of movie. The MCU, like, fucking gro- grooved out this whole path, and then Dungeons and Dragons follows that same formula. Are all the Legends figures, is that Hasbro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're the evil ones they're the ones who created this well they're not evil but yeah (laughs) Yeah, hasbro Hasbro is what's controlling hollywood right now (laughs) who knew and and holy shit i mean they can't uh, they're not gonna make another gi joe movie that's gonna be we should watch this we got a fuck we got this movie and transformers this year too Oh, there was we got the, the beast rise of the beast the rise of the beast how did that movie do let's go look i can't imagine very good I put it on while I was doing Gunpla the other day and did not get through it. I bet you anything it did way better than this movie. You think I, so? I, I bet oh, you anything it made three hundred million more than this movie. Oh, more than yes. Uh, oh, almost, you're so close. Almost two hundred and thirty-nine. Yeah, the other one was two hundred eight. It was so. a similar return to cost. 
because the other one was 150 to yeah. 209. This one's about 200 to 439. Yeah, so this one definitely made significantly more, but yeah, yeah. that's still not like yeah fucking blockbuster yeah kind of numbers. Yeah, I w- I was thinking this was gonna be more like 500 million. But and you're right, it makes sense. This is a much more established yes line and, of movies, and it came out at the beginning of summer. It's probably more internationally and so relevant. Kids, adults were probably like, we need to get the kids out of the fucking house. <laughs> go, go take see, them to the, see the fucking the robot stupid movie. ass robot movie. <laughs> they loved it. They loved him with the Lincoln Parks, you know, so I'm sure this one's fine. Doesn't, uh, isn't, yeah, uh, what's his face? Uh, Pete Davidson is one of the fucking... He's like the main one. Is he? Yeah, he's literally the main Transformer. In the he's movie. a new Transformer. Yeah. He's literally the main freaking... Oh, and look. Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal, which I loved. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh is one of the Transformers. God damn it. Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman is Optimus Primal. He looks like a fucking <laughs> ape. He looks like a real hell boy. I love Ron Perlman to death. I would... I would... I would kiss him on the lips if i could you're i but, know you're a big sons of anarchy fan yeah. oh i love the sons of anarchy those guys don't tell them what to do dude not in a small town that's for sure <laughs> pervert give me two hundred dollars uh this uh, ron perlman looks like a fucking silverback gorilla i wish ron perlman was my father oh god are like, you like if that man me? wanted to adopt me i'd be like can this be 25 years ago please <laughs> look at him so oh happy. <laughs> you know what? He and Will Ferrell need to play brothers in a movie. But he's like the serious one and Will yeah. Ferrell's like the goofy one. Yeah. He's the straight man. What if it's the opposite? That would be even better, honestly. Ron Broman's like kooky and he can't get his life together. And Will Ferrell's like, you got to get your life together. And he's he's like a businessman. I want something. him to be super serious, like not even like goofy serious, yeah. just like full on like hard drama yeah. serious. And then Ron <laughs> Perlman comes in like fucking Pee Wee Herman or something, yeah. and he's just like, "Whoa!" We call it brothers. You know, he used Step to be. Brothers. He used to be in a show, The Beauty and the Beast show. Oh my god, that's Ron Perlman. That's Ron Perlman, and it was a show. It was a TV show. Yeah, yeah he looks so cool. He looks like the '80s. B. He looks like to me, he looks straight out of the '80s. Yeah. I he, bet he plays he, hair metal in the show, doesn't dude, he? Dude, I don't know. But <laughs> he looks like Axl Rose, but with a lion's face. Yeah. Well, I wish we could get a good, a good, good, a good pun of that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this movie, Beastly? Is that the one where the guy's ugly? <laughs> I mean, kind of. He put Beatly. He <laughs> <laughs> did put Beatly. <laughs> I he can't always, spell He's it. quote, unquote, ugly. Yeah. yeah. I remember this movie when it was coming out because it was right in like the Twilight. This is what Twilight did to movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. And this was like a Beauty and the Beast movie, but he just looks like he was <laughs> struck by lightning. And he, yeah. got, he got tattoos from it. <laughs> he looks like uh, He looks, I don't know. Oh, well, anyway, have you seen how Reptile looks? In, in the new Mortal Kombat movie? or uh, In game? game? No, I haven't. I saw that he was announced, but I haven't actually seen his character model. Does he look cool? Does uh, he look beastly? He looks like the guy from Beastly. I'm, I'm trying to find a good picture of him. Oh, he does? Because <laughs> he fucking wears a hood in the movie. And so when I first saw <laughs> the model for Reptile, I was like, 
That's the fucking guy from the move, the from that dumbass Beauty and the Beast movie. He's sometimes human, I guess, huh? Right, reptile. He's he is, uh, he's a lizard man that can turn into a human. Okay, that that confused me because his original appearance, he was a yes, he's just a green, a green ninja, ninja, right? Yeah. Just a green palette swap for scorpion. So he's kind of like a werewolf, but can turn into big lizard man when he wants to. It's vice, it, 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 it's yes, vice versa. It's vice versa. Oh, okay, but it's a lizard pretending to be a human. Oh, so Scientology. Yes. All right, going back to last week's episode. Full circle. Reptile is Xenu. Is that his real name? <laughs> yeah, Xenu. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing as Xenu in Mortal Kombat 1 for sure. Is that the new game? No, this, oh. is, this is the new game. Yeah, I was going to say, that'd be cool if game. he has like three different versions you could play as. <laughs> it's like ha- all human, half human, full lizard. The Barakas are cool too because, uh, or the Tartikans, instead of them being a race, it's a disease that turns you into this. Because that's what's happening to Melina, right? Yes. And which makes perfect sense for Melina now because Melina's always had this scary face face. under her her veil. And so now it's just that she's diagnosed with this disease. In the previous movies or games, I keep calling them movies, she's half. Tartigan or whatever. That's a weird uh, imagining of how that worked out. I know. As far as creating her, you know, yeah. which one's which? Which one was the the mom or the dad? Which one was <laughs> the monster? I know. And true. Like, and Sindel's <laughs> supposed to be her mom and Shao Kahn's supposed to be her dad, but they don't fucking clarify who, where she get the Tartigan from. So it doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't Shao Kahn always hide his face too? He must be it. Well, no, I mean, yeah, Shao Kahn, he can show his face, but now, have you seen how he looks in, uh... I'm so glad this is the rabbit hole we're going down. <laughs> Dude, Mortal Kombat 1, it's in just, like, a few weeks. Uh, how he looks in the new game is actually pretty cool. Like, it looks like Shao Kahn. He's not Khan. Yeah. Khan means, like, king or whatever. He's General Shao. I'm trying to find a picture where he doesn't have his helmet on, but... You see how he has these horns on his helmet? Uh-huh. In this version, those horns are just his actual head. Now. Oh, really? And the helmet is just a mask part. That goes over his horns somehow? Yeah. There there it is. He looks fucking Oh, cool you know, now shit, that you show man. me that, I did see that. That is fucking cool. He looks do- He looks like a Diablo character. He does. Or a Baldur's Gate character. Yeah, it looks like I'd have to listen to that guy not talk for fucking like 500 hours or something. They they reference Baldur's Gate like three times in this movie. They do. And I think it's just a town, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it's yeah. just name dropping for the sake of people being like, oh, they said the words yeah. in that order. Relevance. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure what is the even the town that everything's happening in? I'm sure that's also uh, uh win- Neverwinter. Neverwinter, yeah. yeah. Which I think is the town in Frozen. <laughs> I swear to God, they're it's like Somerville or something. I think, I think there's a Baldur's Gate 2 expansion called Neverwinter. Let's let's find out. Baldur's Gate two. Neverwinter, Never yeah. yeah. Neverwinter Nights. Is it a mod? It might be a mod. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a mod. Regardless, yeah. So like, they're going ahead and adopting that too. That's pretty cool. Uh, would you ever play Dungeons and Dragons with you if you were my DM? To be honest, I think yeah. we could probably get a group of people that would be fun together. We've just never really tried, you know. It's too and the much and and the few times that I was ever invited, you were definitely not the DM, and so that instantly made me be like, I don't know if I can trust the the merit or talent of you know the people yeah. that are actually in charge of this right now. But I 
believe without a doubt that you have all of the mental ability to create an amazing fucking campaign. I want I've, to. I've heard you pitch enough comic book story ideas at this point that you are a great <laughs> storyteller and I know could come up with something I a think, lot of fun I think for I'm us. a good idea, man. No, you got it. Because, uh, I mean, truthfully, that's all you need to be in Dungeons & Dragons as a DM because the players are the storytellers. Yeah, you just they, need broad strokes. They direct the story in a direction and I have to come up with an idea on how that's okay and fit my story back. It almost feels that. like snakes and ladders where there's definitely a yeah. starting point and an end game, but how you get through the whole thing yeah. varies per person and how the, you know, they kind of choose to play. God, I haven't, I haven't played snakes and ladders. I fucking love me some snakes and ladders. <laughs> what was your favorite board game growing up? Uh, that's a good ass question. Um, I, this is hardly a board game, but I loved Scrabble. Scrabble's good. I played the fuck out of some I Scrabble. I couldn't have given a shit about Scrabble until after I graduated oh, high really? school. <laughs> yeah. I liked it as a kid, even though I obviously wasn't good at it. I was like, uh, dog, and like, you know, but, you know, but, um, oh, dude. I Stratego love, was so hard. I used to love Stratego, and we had this version of Stratego. It was a Star Wars version. That's uh, badass. We played the ever-living fuck out of that. I wish I could get it again. We own so many board games, and I, I just don't really, you know. I like, don't even really, really remember playing them. You know, that makes me think of is the fucking one where you had to figure out who the other person oh, had. Guess who? Guess is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. yeah, guess who? That's what that looks like right there. Yeah, Star Wars. Guess who? You got the Naboo pilots. You got the X wing pilots. I loved that it was classic trilogy and the new trilogy you just mixed together. Yeah. You got Plo Koon and Chewbacca. You got Coyote Mundi and Yoda. And the green characters are like evergreen is the idea because they're in. The classic trilogy, uh, and the prequel trilogy. That, that's cool. Yeah, the Chewbacca should have been green, but you know, whatever. dude, Stratego though, as a kid, yeah, you feel like you were good at it. I mean, Todd and I would play against each other, and I feel like we were pretty equal. You at least player. understood the game and were oh, playing it correctly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think my grandpa, because we used to have this one, yeah. my grandpa kind of like taught us how to do it to begin with. My family played weird ass games like Farkle. Which is like a weird dice game, you know. And we never Farkle? really, yeah, we never really played fucking. That sounds like a sex move. Oh, it is for sure. It's both <laughs> things. And they were constantly like, my mom had to make sure I never Googled Farkle when we would play. Yeah, you know? I'd be like Farkle rules, and then I'd get traumatized. You know. <laughs> uh, let's look up Farkle Rule Thirty Four. It was the weirdest thing when I started working at fucking Trey, which wasn't that uh -huh. long ago. It was back in what two thousand twenty one. Uh -huh. um, all the servers there played Farquhar together. And I was like, I haven't heard of that game since I was like 10. Yeah. What the fuck are a bunch of grown ass people our age doing, going and hanging out and getting drunk and playing fucking Farquhar, dude? Yeah, this that's is me. What you, this is what you look like when yeah. you're playing Farquhar. I was a real Farkhead, you know? <laughs> We're looking at a Justin Bieber looking kid with a fucking sweater vest on. Farquhar Minkus. Farquhar Minkus. That's his name, <laughs> yeah, Girl Meets World. It's, yeah. Okay, so. The character's name. So Minkus is the nerd <laughs> from Boy Meets Boy Meets World. So he named his son Farkle. So I guess this is the descendant of Minkus. <laughs> That's a good ass name. Farkle Minkus is <laughs> fucking so good. Are you kidding me? That needs to be, <laughs> that needs to be our new character's name. Yeah. Farkle Minkus. That sounds that sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> Farkle Opieheimer. Oh goodness. Okay, well we did another hour. All right. We good job, man. High five. We pulled it off. I was yeah. worried covering no. two movies this week. I mean, these are going to come out a week apart, but... We did two movies today. Right. We used to do this shit all the time, and yeah. I don't even understand that now, because it just feels 
tiring. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love you, dude. But I I, love I'm you fucking too, done dude, with this shit. I want to yeah, get off this you, fucking mic. You. You fucking, need to get the fuck out of my you house, fucker, dude. You. F- oh you. no. <sighs> That's me every time I have to go here now oh, and do this. Give me two hundred dollars. You're an alcoholic. I got news for you. But thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, shut the hell up, follow bitch. us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes I below. You get ass cancer. Shut up, Doctor Phil. You son of a bitch! I'll cut your throat. I'll come to your house and kill your children. Fuck you, Phil. You're an alcoholic. Fuck you, Phil. I love memes. <laughs> and then Obama. Just uh, me too, Obama. <laughs> thank you. I love memes. Thank you for being positive right now. Um, that's exactly right. All right, well, now I'm going to go fuck that chicken no. so y'all don't have to. No. This week, it's my duty. No. So just uh, keep watching me fuck that chicken. It'll no. be streaming no. on Twitch all week. No, no. Coming. No. Com- com- coming. No. No coming. Coming. No. Coming. Don't do it. Go home. What's the coming? No. Bill Paxton was on the deck of the Titanic when night. Victory is mine. Holy shit. Bill Paxton was on the deck of the Titanic when 9 11 Holy With Jim Cameron. My favorite oh, part of that is Joe Rogan's reaction. What the fuck reaction. is going on? I know. It blows his fucking mind for no reason at well, all. was on the deck it's, of the Titanic when 9-11 happened. Holy it's in camera. What the fuck is going on? It is an interesting fact. It is not like a mind-blowing yeah. revelation in <laughs> yeah. any fucking way. It's just like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. And instead yeah, he's Joe- like, what? <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan's like, oh my God. Yeah, he just freaking- changes everything. <laughs> it's like saving the ding dong. <laughs> What doesn't fascinate that man at this point? I know, right? Well, thank you guys for listening. Rate and review us wherever you guys get podcasts and keep fucking that chicken. We'll see y'all then. We'll see y'all another time. Bye, guys.